I kind of want to start off before we get into the review. I saw something on Twitter before we got on mm-hmm. that um, which is better, Game of Thrones OG Game of Thrones season one or the prequel season one? Now I, that's people a topic. Going crazy in the comments. That's a topic. Mm-hmm. What was the consensus? Consensus was that House of Dragons is better, but because it's already the lore is already set up, we know the world. It doesn't have to waste time. It just can mm-hmm. go. Season one had a lot of building and setup and lore it had to lay down. See, I'm not even going to say that. I'm a big, big, big guy on past patterns and, like, past performance. I'm not going to say that House of the Dragon is already better than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones had eight seasons to its name. Like, Mm -hmm. ten years to its name, dude. How can I ever just say, like, oh, yeah, this new show that's only been around for five weeks is better than the fucking eight, ten-year running show? Hell no. But it's, but it's related to it, though. It's in the same universe, the same. It's just a prequel. I'm more same, likely, like I've said universe. in past episodes, to put them as one show, like just have it a continuous show, than I am to say that House of the Dragons is better. I'm not going to say that. That's so disrespectful. That show was, like, that cast, that writer's room, hell no. That director's room, no, 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 no. After five episodes, we're going to say that that show is better. I mean, it's that point that they bring up is is good though. I mean, it does have a pacing that we're used to already from the get, because we already know what the fuck is up. Like we already know what to expect from Game of Thrones. But no, no, not me. I think that's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's early. My opinion is early, but Game of Thrones season one was tough to get through for me. Really? Two, three, four. It was like. It was amazing, but like one was tough until the last couple episodes, and it was pretty good. Yeah. After spoiler alert, spoiler alert. After Ned Stark get that head cut off, mm-hmm. put that head on a spike. That's when it. That's when it amps up. You know, then but you this show, knew what the show was about. It's already amped. You know, it yeah. was slow. It was like we we're in peace times and we're introducing all the, the whole realm and all these different kingdoms and the Starks and the Wolves and the. Oh, he's going here, and oh, he's the hand now, and it's oh, and it's like oh, you, you know, you get you get a little taste of some evil and bad, you know, villains in the background. Like oh, they're probably gonna be a problem later, but it's slow. Like we're still in peace time. But when that head came off, yeah, that's when it was like all right, it's we're in Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, now it's like we kicked oh, it off. Like, oh, like that's when the title makes sense. Like oh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I like that. They didn't have to do that because we know. Yeah, we, we already know what it. the fuck is yeah. up. So I. I will say that, in, in general, this season has been better than the first season of Game of Thrones. I'm sure we could say that. But for this show mm-hmm. as a whole, already, it only has five episodes. Yeah. That's just too... Yeah. It's not fair to compare it. But I think it's on track to... It's not fair. I don't think it's fair to compare an intro to a series with all the world building it has to do, because it's the beginning, to a prequel where it just goes. Because it doesn't have to mm-hmm. do that. I actually don't even think it's a fair comparison, really. It really isn't. It'll be fair if when you we did, reach season seven of House of the Dragon. If we I don't get think there. it's gonna go that long. I don't think it's gonna go that long. If we, they're time, they're time skipping like crazy, and it's. I think it's only based off one book. I'm pretty sure. Mm, you're right. Yeah. You think they're gonna start doing? Is that why they set up prior to the show release? How they set up Jon Snow having a prequel, or I think they said having a sequel series. Is that which you think, makes zero sense? Do you think they're trying to do like a little anthology thing? Remember how Star Wars did the Star Wars stories? Mm -hmm. Remember they were doing those films of like Star Wars stories. 
You think they're going to try to do that with Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. They're not going to let Game of Thrones go. Especially with how popular this show is. They're not going to. They're going to keep going. They're going to try that Jon Snow. Expanded prequel. universe I don't think it's going to be thing. good. Oh, yes, they are. They're going to just keep going. They're going to just keep going. They really can. I mean, they honestly can just keep going. I mean, they could just make a whole new. Outside of anything George R.R. R. Martin wants them to do. They could just make a whole new. Or oh, we're going to skip 200 years in the future. And say there's a secret Targaryen Hills alive. And they're, gonna, they're coming back for Westeros. And they can just write a whole new show. Like I've already good. heard rumors <laughs> to that point. I've already heard rumors of people saying that, um, I think Amelia Clark might have said it, that there was rumors that whoever that last dragon was that was standing at the end of the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. season eight, that when, when the dragon takes, um, not Rhaenyra, when the dragon takes Daenerys away, mm-hmm. there's rumors that are saying that the dragon took Daenerys to some witch village to get reincarnated. Or brought back to life. So they could set this shit up anyway. Uh-uh, bro. Nobody wants to watch that show. Sorry. People would it's watch like, that show. Stop. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, kind of reminds me of... Uh, the same reason why Disney doesn't want to do... They, they refuse to do any movies, any shows, any series that have anything to do with the last trilogy. Because nobody wants to see that shit. But they ran to that me, shit off. Star Wars mm-hmm. is fucked up time and time again. People aren't... People loved the original prequel series because it was the first Star Wars they got in years, decades. But then when they started mm-hmm. releasing them over and over again, then it's like, ah, these aren't that good. So let's stop prequels with this. Are, prequels, are, prequels are better than these new movies. I don't care how much budget, I don't care how good it looks, I don't care how good the CGI is. It's a conversation. You think so? I think so. I would much, I'll watch the prequels any day. I'll never probably watch the Skywalker whatever that little Palpatine new trilogy. I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. I will watch the prequels. Every couple of years, I'll watch the prequels. It is better. We enjoy it. The way you said that, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's really only those, it's really only episode three, though. But, I mean, I guess that counts, though. That's part of the Yeah, it really is. It really is three. Probably two in three. I I don't think I'll ever watch Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is cool, though. I like that final fight with Darth Maul. It all sets up for that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because without Darth Maul dying, and we're we're on a Star Wars tip now, but without Darth Maul dying, there's no need for Palpatine to go after Anakin. Yeah. Well, there's no need for Palpatine to go after Dooku, and then there's no need for Anakin to ki- see. It's like it all sets up. That's George mm-hmm. Lucas was brilliant when he set that shit up. Brilliant, brilliant mind. I think we just need something fresh, and we need some really badass writers. I do not want any nepotism writers on some bullshit like they do with current Star Wars. I want badass writers who love Star Wars, who love the lore, who knew about all that expanded universe shit. I want them to just bring in just crazy shit. Just crazy. I, I, I don't want a typical Star Wars story. I, I kind of want like a story of like thousands of years in the future, and it's just like... It's just an adventure movie. Like, I just want them just traveling. It kind of reminds me of, like, Lord of the Rings, like, where they're just constantly getting to that mountain to dispose of the ring. I want a Star Wars trilogy where it's just, like, they're traveling, they're going to all these different alien worlds. Of course, there's going to be lightsaber battles and Jedi and all that stuff, but, like, I feel like that's way better than anything they've done, at least in that last trilogy. It wasn't enough adventure for me. It looked like it was trying to set up adventure. You're totally right, though. I think that... Mm -hmm. Whoever's in charge of signing off, I guess Kathleen Kennedy, whoever's in charge of signing off on the on the stories that are being made, they only are they're only they're only down to create new stories, new inventive stories when it's the shows. 
when it's when it comes to yeah. the film when it comes to the feature length films they're like fuck that no cookie cutter we're not we're disney you know how you know what i mean when it's when yeah it's they don't the want to go shows, out of a certain mold yeah I don't know what that is. When it's the TV shows, they're like, oh, yeah, we're Star Wars. You know, we're about expanding universes and, you know, new races of species and new planets, mm-hmm. new stories. But when they it's the feature length some... films, they're like, Wait, you want me to talk about anything other than yeah. Skywalker? Huh? Mm-mm. Exactly. Like, they need to take a they need to take some inspiration from, like, if we had a Star Wars movie that was like Old, Old Republic Jedi mixed with Rogue One Mixed with Star Star Trek Adventure, that would be incredible. I'm telling you right now, if we just take those three things and make a Star Wars trilogy, especially on the adventure on a Star Trek kind of tip, I feel like people would love that. Like, imagine it was like they were just like, you know what? We have the known galaxy we're going. We have the known galaxy, a galaxy far, far away. What if we want to go to another galaxy? We want to see what's out there. Ooh. And like they get out there, and it's like everybody knows the Force. Like, and like you know, it's like a whole paradigm shift. Like it's like in One Piece when they go to, they went to the New World, which I know you know have no idea what I'm talking about. But they went to the New World in One Piece, and everybody knew hockey. You know, hockey is like this power system that's like a little separate than what was known in OG One Piece. Okay. But they could do something with Star Wars where they go outside of the galaxy. Everybody knows the Force. Like, what do you mean? Like the for- everybody, the animals know how to use the Force. Right. What do you mean? Like. Like I feel like that would be cool. Like I feel like they could like they could really expand. You know like, what I on think it is. Like that. And it's you had one last point that you want to make. Oh no no you got it you got it. Yeah I think it. what it is is that because Disney is such a a huge brand. I think that they have to think about it in so many different layers of monetization. That they don't have that option. I think that they limit themselves because they believe that they have to monetize every... Because it's such an expensive project for them to make new Star Wars material, I think that they really think genuinely that they have to monetize every single thing. So they're... they Number one, you know, they make the majority of their money, wait, what? Off of merchandising for Star Wars? Wouldn't you assume? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's pretty factual that they make most of their money from, uh, from monetizing the merchandise. Dude, Star Wars, they're in everything merchandise related. You can imagine. Everything. So even There's, with that, number one, like you're always going to have to introduce a new droid. You're always going to have some gimmicky Baby Yoda type thing. You know what I mean? You always have to have these these characters that people already have a legacy. Like these people, these characters that already have a legacy, like Luke Skywalker. It's going to be interesting to see what, if they can make Star Wars stories without connecting it to a Skywalker story. Feature-length films, I mean, because they've said that they're done with Skywalkers, but Yo, I don't like, think that that can be so done. There's so much potential. There's so much potential outside of Skywalkers. Like, don't get me wrong. I think a Star Wars movie. We need Jedi. You cannot make a like a like a mainline Star Wars movie without Jedi. I, I think I, that's I, cap. I, I would die on that hill. If that's cap. Rogue like One. Main, I'm talking mainline. I'm talking main. I'm talking like all right. This is this is Star. What is it? This? this is Star Wars Seven. All right, we need Jedi. They gotta be the main focus, but it can literally be after that anything. It can be anything you can imagine. It can be anything you can imagine. I just think to that me, they. I that. think that they put so much pressure on themselves to make sure that they get a certain number of dollars for every dollar that they spend. That really, really limits them from saying, "Okay, this time around, we're gonna take a step into the future and we're gonna completely revamp the way we've been doing Star Wars stories." Instead, we're going to focus on something that no one even knows anything about. Even Rogue One had a, a, a high level of success, but they mm-hmm. connected it to Darth Vader. 
So when you think of Rogue One, you think of what? The final scene. That scene with Darth, with Darth Vader. With Darth Vader. Exactly. I think that that's the core of it. That's the reason why they can't. I almost think that they can't. It sucks to say because they can. They have the mon- They have the, the capital to do it. But in a way that they can't do that because that's too much risk on their part, I guess, in a way to be like, all right, here's a fresh Star Wars story. But they're not. They don't have their ear to the ground talking to people like us, the grassroots fans who are just like, oh, yeah, I like Star Wars because it's fucking high fantasy. They don't think I don't think they see it that way. High fantasy is all about creating new shit. Oh, yeah. What the yeah, fuck man, have I we mean, not seen like, before? Like, I want this to be far exactly. away, as far away removed from Earth as possible. And they're like, no. It would no. be cool if it was, like, in a new galaxy, man. Like, it was, like, it's, like, we're in a whole different galaxy. Like, everything you think you know about Star Wars is pretty much gone. Like I said before, aside from the Force, where it's, like, it's a world where, like, everybody, every being, every creature, and these are non-human creatures, knows the Force. And maybe some mm-hmm. young Jedi from the future who is, like, a descendant of, like, it could be even a tie-in. It could be even, he could be a Skywalker. But it, it's not, it's a tid, It's a side tidbit or a Palpatine. Yeah. What's her name? Ray, like, could be, like, one of Ray's, like, long descendants. And somehow yeah. he or she ended up outside of the galaxy. And it's, like, looking around, and it's, like, everybody knows the Force. They and it's, try, like, they're, like, dude. they're using, like, light side, dark side. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, a whole different thing. Don't you think that they tried in the last trilogy, 7 through 9? They tried that. That's why they never said anything about who Ray's parents were. They never said it. They, they made sure Finn wasn't even connected to the Jedi Council. They made sure all of the main characters, they killed off Han Solo. Like, they made sure that all that pa- stuff from the past, all of that previous canon, we're setting ourselves apart from that. They always made sure mm-hmm. that they pushed it apart. They killed off people f- for that main reason. And they didn't include people for that main reason. I think they got scared because at the end of the day, they know whatever their numbers are, that they have to make sure, because, you know, this is all, this is Disney, bro. I think that a lot of times, mm-hmm. it, be, because we're such purists about the art, we think that it should always just be about the art. We don't really, we, we remove ourselves from the fact that these are businesses. From the numbers. Yeah. yeah. And they have, like they're, they're only putting we out think- this content, like, as we're content creators, we're putting out content in order to grow. They're putting out content in order to grow as well. But it's such a large scale that it's like, we have to make sure we hit on this number. We have to make sure we sell mm. merchandising. We got to make sure we're selling a number of tickets. We got to make sure we're able to chop this down so that we can have behind the scenes stuff that we can put on our streaming platforms. When are we putting this on our streaming platform? You know, like, are, are we setting up contracts to where we don't have to pay actors in the future? Like, there's it's so many different layers that they have to get to. I think they remove themselves from the artwork. They don't really care about that at the end of the day. No, they don't. I, I, I agree, because I'm thinking like an A24, like, a24 they typically publish produce movies that are like really out there like swiss army man like that movie would never get made i'm sorry yeah just let's read somebody who doesn't know anything about swiss army man and tell them about the premise they would laugh at you but you know they make when they make these movies they're so out there they're beloved that's their shtick. they're so people that's their shtick yeah people are so it's like this is such a breath of fresh air from the typical right. corporate we have to stick within the box and then people love the movies for that Disney, I guess, doesn't have the balls to go A24 for a, a Star Wars movie. Which is and it so can have all, odd. It can be recognizable. Like, it has all the staples. But, like, the core of it needs to be, like, completely different from any other Star Wars movie. Which is so odd, you know? But that's why they make moves like buying 
a, sh- a fair share of Hulu. That's why they make moves of buying Fox, uh, uh, 20th Century Fox. That's why they do those types of things in order to, because they know, they know, but they don't have, I don't, yeah, like you said, they don't have the balls to be like, we're going to put the Disney stamp on this. Make it, make it a 20th Century Fox production and we'll just distribute it for you. That type of shit. A24 is like, and I don't think A24 produces every single one of their films. I think that they just, they, they, I think they distribute more often than they, but I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but I think that they distribute um, more than they produce. When you think of A24, you think of them as producers or distributors? I think of them as distributors or maybe yeah. even funders. Yeah. And, but they'll, they're more willing to fund and more out there projects. Artsy. It's very artsy. Whoever, whoever's the, Head of A24, they love artsy. You bring someone in there who's like fresh out of some kind of bougie. Have you seen Candy, the new Candy Man? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, not like the new A24. one. Not the new one. Oh, okay. Damn. But yeah, the whole premise of the new one was like the, the main character was an artist and he they were connected to the art world in Chicago. And it's like real bougie. It's like real bougie. It's like they pull up and it's like, you know, it's an art show and it's just hell super bougie. Like all the bougie black people. Is, or is there anybody black and bougie you can imagine goes to these art shows but i don't want to get too into that but that's how i imagine a24 like they're just like they look for the most artsy but also out there concepts and they make they'll fund the movie and sadly that whole niche that they fit themselves into which is a great niche by the way um because they're making the movies like you said that no one it's it's literally is a breath of fresh air when you go to see an a24 movie because no one is making the movies that they're making but it's kind of sucks that as a result of that, they're looked to as like indie film production. That's just not, oh yeah, they're not. It's not. No. It's just not big fucking like seventy million dollar, hundred million dollar mo- movies that are being made. It's just like, but there's still big budget films. Like if you're spending millions of dollars on a fucking movie, do you understand you're spending millions of dollars on mm-hmm. a movie? If me and you were to make a movie, if anybody from you know born to anybody was to be making a movie it would cost we would be under five thousand dollars at least under ten thousand i think that's a hard limit like i'm i'm thinking more skit the plot would have to be really scaled down to be more more grounded because we cannot afford to spend all this money on on vfx you know yeah like it would have to be a much more grounded plot i really wish that indie films were made at the level not but they're not indie but i'm saying like i wish that i guess they're indie because they're not signed to any i don't know i don't know how it works but I wish that it was more commonplace still to be like, all right, that's fine. We can still take a chance on this movie. You can always have an everything everywhere at once. Look at the fucking numbers. But like mm-hmm. we said with Disney, like I think that they have a reputation to uphold. And how does it fit the brand? How can we chop this down? Yeah. How can we bust it down to make it this, this, and that? Like, can we spin off things from this? You know, the un- the cinematic universe is huge right now. So can we make this into a universe? Will we be able to make prequels, sequels, trilogies? Spin-off yeah, shows. Disney has proven, and see, now that we're talking about it, I've realized, like, me asking that question didn't even make any sense, because Disney has proven they do not care about originality. They are literally remaking all of their old classic, classics when they had some actual originality. That's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. Right now. Is they're either expanding some existing IP like Star Wars or Marvel, or they're just remaking old shit that nobody really wants to see. And they put out a couple like, I of support. animated movies a year. Yeah, they put out a couple of new ones, but they don't hit like that. At least I don't. They think be they hitting do. like that though. If you if you count then awards as why that. not focus on it then? That's just not their brand anymore, man. I think that the brand right now is 
um, and not just Disney. I think the brand of content right now, the whole model is get as much content as fucking possible out to the universe. And it's a lot easier if you don't have to do all that drafting. You just know what it is and you get started on it. Why do you, you think that they the always dial into their catalog? Recession is on the on recession is in 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 sight right now. And what it, what is every single legacy production company doing right now? Oh, streaming Probably. service. Yeah. Why? Because all you have to do is tap into their catalog. Here's all mm. of our legacy catalog from the last 70 years. Here it, it's all right here and you can have all of it. Streaming service is the wave right now because it's just all, it, every it's all legacy acts. It's all legacy acts. It's no different than um like playing reruns. Mhm. That's what it is. So my question to you, sure. My question to you is do you see this ending the movie theater industry? I hope not. No. I hope I don't have to tell my children. Because I plan to be here to like 120 because of medical tech. But I don't want to be 120 telling my great-grandkids like, yeah, man, back in the day, man, what's a movie theater? Like, man, imagine that. I think I that, I think though. no, because there's this, number one, because the movie theater is a coveted place. That's a staple in culture is the movie theater. We kind of saw that people were like, fuck, yeah, like, I love, I just love just sitting at home and renting a movie and just watching it on my, on my living room screen. But the experience is comparable to none. You have to go to movie theaters. They've always been there. Um, it's kind of like the stage play of a feature length film. So you have to go see it. Like, Broadway's not going anywhere. You think, like, yeah. if you think movie theaters are going somewhere, that means you think that, like, in person, Oh, plays, plays are, are going, going nowhere. Somewhere. Plays are cool. Yeah. Plays are going nowhere. That shit is so, not it's not going yeah. anywhere. So that's number one. And number two is no, because that's the biggest part of their money making scheme is how yeah. much money are we getting at the box office. It might not be as prevalent as you think though in the future. Because they're already doing direct to stream or like it'll play in a the theater for a week and then it'll be on streaming. They're doing that now, where instead of it just come out on the same day, they'll wait a week or two and then drop it on HBO. That is true, but I think that the marketing, and maybe they get used to it in the future, so maybe I am overweight, uh, overrating it a bit, but for right now, I don't see it. It's always a possibility, because you could always do the direct-to-streamer uh, direct thing, direct-to-customer thing, which we've talked about on this podcast as a way of completely disrupting the streaming industry. We've talked about that here. but I They're think making more money, really, in the long run. Not on streaming? You know, share ticket sales and... You know, on streaming, basically. Like, they were losing money. But if, I, if someone's like, hey, man, if I'm getting a box office movie every month, I'll pay the 15. I'll pay the 15 no matter what. Even if I don't care about that movie, I'm just going to pay the 15 every month. So they're getting your, you know, the average man or man, woman probably goes to the movie like three to five times a year. But now right. yeah. they're getting your movie ticket every month, especially if you're like a single mm. young person. They're getting them that movie ticket every month. Mm -hmm. So you would think in the long run, I guess if they kind of are more careful about how many movies they make a year, they're actually in profit. Yeah, you're actually true on that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Kind of changed my mind on that. So, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. That could potentially happen in the future. I could see that. I would hate that because I love the movie theater as an experience. Yeah. It'll morph to be more niche. Like I have a friend who took me to like this movie club it's like somewhere in la it's like a silent movie club where you get little headphones they have this big ass 4k screen and you just go watch old movies like we saw i saw goodfellas for the first time 
right before the actor, one of the actors in the movie died. Ray Liotta. I forget his name. Ray, Ray, yeah. Um, and I was like, it was such a, it was like very niche, but there was a lot of people there. It was packed. So I was like, that's how, where I see movies going. Where people who want that actual experience of being in an audience, they're probably going to go to niche movie theaters that play old movies. But it's well, not going to be that's, any new movies in theaters. I think that's weird. They had you wearing headphones in a movie theater? It was outdoors. It was like on the roof. I don't want that. It I was don't cool. Want that. Don't you, I, I thought it was dope. And it, we had, they gave you little... Remember we had? Didn't we have a silent dance in high school or something like that? Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't. It's kind of like that, but for a movie, they give you your little headphones, and it's silent. If you take them off, everybody's silent, eating popcorn, and the movie. I guess at the end of the day, uh, yeah. I guess at the end of the day, when you go to a movie theater, you really only care about the big screen. So Mm -hmm. I guess the audio doesn't really matter. But I do really enjoy hearing like those big subwoofers like right in my fucking face like i like that part mm. yeah i saw woman king on like in dolby and it was just like i i didn't know the subwoofers that crazy yeah in dolby because I, I usually go to the cheap movies i do not waste my money going to see imax and all that stuff i forgot imax had like the big guns for the yeah. subwoofers most of the time it's not necessary but yeah like that experience i think is what i go for personally i don't really go for yeah. i go for like the suspense of walking to the theater and it's like oh shit like i'm at theater like Exactly, I I'm love to that. Go watch I love a that. movie. I love that when I since I was a kid. Man. And then you get that popcorn. And it's like, oh shit! Like, all right. Yeah. And then they send you on your theater. You take your seat, and it's like, damn, this screen is big. This screen is, this screen is yeah. big as hell. That's what I go for. I go for the experience. I don't really care about, yeah. um, just like seeing the movie. Because you can theaters. watch the movie at home. Yeah, you know, especially if it's like a, a kick-ass theater, it might even be better than the movie. But you're losing out on the experience. And the movie theater popcorn hits different, man. I make popcorn that's close, but it just will not hit exactly the same. There like is I'm, a I'm, reason, bro. The re- there is a reason why. And really, it's really close, too, but it just does not hit the same. Yeah, popcorn is hard to make at home, the way it, it tastes in the movie theaters. But there's a yeah, reason why, around. dude. Like People say, like, no, nah, that's not a theater movie. You don't have to see that in theaters. Everybody can tell the difference. It's discernible. Mm. They make movies specifically like Avatar. James Cameron makes Avatar movies specifically to be seen in IMAX 3D. Mm. That's a movie experience. You can't get IMAX on some fucking 1080p screen at home on some 40-inch screen. It's not happening. Or some 39-inch monitor. No. You got to watch that shit in that aspect ratio that fits IMAX. And most people can't afford to get like a super 120-inch projector with like a $5,000 Sorry, it's 20-inch screen with, like, a $5,000 projector. And even then, it's not IMAX, bro. The screen is way too big. To, there's no comparison. Yeah. It's better. I mean, you get something kind of close, and that's a lot of money that most people don't have. But you might as well go to the movie. But I don't know. I'd be sad. It'll probably be in VR. You'll probably be able to just, like, jack in, like, a cyberpunk. That would be fall cool. in your chair, and you go to the virtual theater, and you eat popcorn. You can taste it because it's, like, 100 years from now. We understand the brain completely. And it'll be the same. You could actually just terrible. do it whenever you want. Yeah, that wouldn't be terrible. I would definitely do that. They'll really be dead because you'll be able to simulate it to the point where, like, you go up to the little AI person at the concessions. They give you your popcorn and drink. You walk to the theater. There might even be actual other real life people there at the virtual theater, mm-hmm. and you eat the popcorn. It tastes real. It's like no different in real life. Movie theaters are dead, but everything is. It, more than movies will be dead if VR is that good. More than movies, will be, there will be no schools. Yeah. Schools would be all, all you to press the button, you're in the classroom. A lot of or workplaces. Or you just download it. Mm-hmm. A lot of workplaces are done. Offices are gone at that point. A lot of shit. Concerts. 
pretty much any time you, know? you like are in public space to enjoy to consume something yeah probably they can even do that with like shopping malls yeah you can probably try on all your clothes before you put them on that would be wild there's, there's yeah there's no reason to see that you know and we can switch into that i know we got other topics but we i didn't just, even talk about game of thrones we didn't well let's finish game of thrones real quick let's hit on game of thrones yeah man uh should we do like, our hot predictions Let's let's do a little recap for people, okay. and then we can do the predictions. But yeah, yeah, this episode was like you know, Rhaenyra agreed to marry Laenor, the the, the son of uh, of Corlys. She mm-hmm. was like, "I'll do my duty. You do what you say you're gonna do to the king. I'll do what I'm gonna do." Cool. So they were they kind of had a little bonding moment, and they sailed to Corlys's castle, and she met Laenor, and you know, Laenor plays for the team, so she was like, "Hey, <laughs> we got to do our duty." Fist bump, you do you. I got I got a dude on the side. You got a dude on the side. That's a way to say it, bro. Cool. I support you. Like, like what's her name from the OG? Because I saw a meme that was like, now we got two characters in Game of Thrones who is like, hey, you play for the other team. I got a dude on the side. But this is medieval fantasy Europe. So we got to do what we got to do. Yeah. I support you, though. And they just fist bump. In public, they're together. In private, they got side people. They open relationship. Mm-hmm. We're just completely fine. I think that that's pretty. Uh, you know, in this episode, I noticed that they were doing some things. Like I was wondering, man, who are the writers? How young are the writers specifically? Because the way that they write, know. the way that they write these young characters is Gen Z mindset. It's very. They're very Gen Z, bro. The young characters are very Gen Z. They're very Gen Z. How did they get that very down? Like kudos, but are they right? Because there was a character in OG Game of Thrones who was like the same way, and she wasn't that young. Are you? No, what's her name? Sansa. Uh, and the last name was always. Uh, let me see. Are you thinking of the lady from? Um, she had that small castle. She ended up getting killed by the giant. She actually kind of looks like uh, the queen. What's her name? It's not. It's what's the name? Okay, so it's Renly Baratheon's wife. What's her name? Tyrell. Something Tyrell. I don't remember her. Marjorie Tyrell. That's her name. The little girl? No, she has like... I'm going to send a picture of her, bro. Yeah, because I don't remember. I'm actually just sending the link on Twitter to her wiki page. But her name was Marjorie. It's the same dynamic where Renly Renly plays for the other team. Oh, the girl. She she had the mother. She's on the same... Yeah, her mother was okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Tyros her. had like a whole like Game of Thrones like yeah. arc. I guess so. Yeah, it is kind of like that. You said that she was Gen Z or what? That situation. Well, well are you saying it's Gen Z because they're they're cool? Like she's cool with like, hey man, you know, you do you, I do me. I, you know yeah. what I mean? I understand we're not gonna be in a real relationship. Yeah. So is that the Gen Z portion? I think like, so. Yeah, that? I think that's what made me no- note it. Yeah. But don't you think they've been, they've always, it's always been like that? Like, I, I understand, suppose. like, I, I understand, think, like, we live. Yeah, I suppose so. I think that just because they're younger, I think that's probably the reason why I made that connection and note it. I think so. Because they are very Gen Z. They're, mm-hmm. like, rebellious and, no, like, I'm sticking to my identity. That doesn't represent me. Uh, you know, uh, let me express myself in this way. Open promiscuity. I think that they're re- they're really writing them as Gen Z characters. I wonder how old the writers are. 
They have well, to I mean, be it's millennials. Based off of, it's based off a book by George R. R., which I'm assume, assuming is a boomer. So is is he doing that? Because this is heavily maybe. based off the book. Maybe. I don't know. Because they I'm interpret sure the writers. It. They're just in, yeah. They're just interpreting it for the for the small screen, but from a book. But I don't know. I thought that was really interesting dynamic right there. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, and um, you know then. They get married. There's like a whole wedding. The king is looking bad. King isn't down bad. You knew he was gonna die. Viserys is. Well, we don't know if he's dead. Particular, like we don't know. That if he's nigga's dead. dead. You think he's think just gonna be dead. a vegetable? Maybe. I think. I don't really? think he's dead. I think he just passed out. Like, Hot I watched take. Breaking Bad, right? Breaking Bad. Walt, Walter White. I'm, I'm not spoiling you. I'm just saying. Like we know, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows the story. Of Breaking Bad is that Walt has cancer, and he's like, "I have no. I'm like a poor teacher. I have friends who are rich who stole my idea. I don't have a legacy to leave my family. I'm gonna be out of here. So, fuck it. I'm Breaking Bad. I'm Breaking Bad. It kind of reminds me of the Cyberpunk show. The character was the same way. Like I got to break bad. Fuck. Like I'm fucked. So you know my mentality. You know is. Peeps passed out so many times in the show because he was slowly dying. It doesn't phase me. I always think he's not dead. They're gonna when he actually dies, it's gonna be much more. It's not gonna just be on a cliffhanger. When he actually dies, mm. it's actually gonna be like a bigger moment. I think. Yeah, I can see that. They Maybe don't I've always show so many, everybody's death, though. Yeah, I mean they don't. That's true. They don't always show. They could he could die off screen, so that it's possible. But I feel like it's more likely that he's gonna be alive. He's just going to be really down bad. Hot take. I feel like we should Especially take score of this scale. stuff. Mm. Low key. I feel like we should take score of how many uh, predictions we can call. That's it. I don't think it's fair, though, because I'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible because I did watch the preview. Oh. Is he in the preview? You want me to tell you? Do you you can tell me. He's alive. Yeah, oh, okay, 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 okay. But he's like really old now. Like he is like, he's like bald. His top, whole top part of his head is bald. And then he has like his sides still have like his long hair. Damn, I thought he was dead. No, he survived. And that's ten years, man. He was like he's slowly dying. He's like, and I think that's worse. Like slowly dying and being in pain for years and so years. So Rhaenyra is not queen yet. Mm-hmm. He's still the king. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I'm not very excited about that news. I kind of wanted him to die. He's going to get a bigger send-off, I think, when he actually dies. He might not even... And in shows like to do this. A character is slowly dying, slowly dying. He's like, oh, he's dead. Gets murdered. So he didn't even really get the, the death we were all thinking. Oh, he's going to die of the illness. No, he just gets murdered. It happens, I see it all the time. Seasons Damn. going by. They're slowly dying. And all of a sudden, they just get murdered. It's like, like he's denying the audience of their expectation. I kind of, yeah, I kind of don't so like So sick that. or not sick, he was going to die there, probably, you know, to this character. And oh, he's going to die. Another, another take, speaking of takes, um, I think that Damon somehow is able to do a little bit of, uh, I think he's going to be able to get with the, what's it called, girl? No, yeah. The princess well, at the Valerian house. Yeah. I think he's yeah. going to get with the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert? It was in the trailer. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I Literally, it was that. like, he was like holding her, and she was older, 
and they had like a whole bunch of little youngins running around, and it oh. was like a flash in the trailer. Oh, yeah. okay. So that made me like, well, what happened to the prostitute? Like, he is he just on some woman king, like the king and woman king who just had like fifty million wives? Like, Do I have to watch the trailers? Is that what you're telling me? I have to just watch, watch the trailers. The trailer. oh, I don't no. have to. I'll, 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 I promise you, I won't watch it next week. So, I well, I guess it, it makes week. sense for us content wise to talk about the, what we see in the trailers. Yeah, it probably makes sense for us to watch the trailers. I just don't, as an individual, I don't like to watch yeah, spoilers. This is a big time skip. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of kids. There's a whole bunch of kids now running around. It's like a whole bunch of kids. And we now. knew the time skip was going to happen. Did they this say like anything about Aegon? Does Aegon have a face? Aegon is the ki- is their son. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in the trailer, it was like. He was like bonding with the dragon, and he was like Jakaris, and the dragon was like burning the fuck out of some people. I don't know who it was. Oh, they didn't shit. show it. He was just burning the shit out of something. Okay, okay. He, I should have. He, he kind of looks like the queen. He kind of looks like the king. He doesn't have Targaryen hair. He kind of looks like the queen. Oh, he's he like dark hair. hair. Yeah, that's hot. I like that. Not as a kid, but <laughs> that's cool. Oh, that's a cool design for a character. Yeah. 